Hey guys, it's Pastor Rebecca, and I'm coming at you with another podcast. Hope you guys had a great day yesterday. Um, I recorded this yesterday, but I'm re-recording it today because uh, it was kind of long. And I, if it's long, I may just split it up into two episodes, um, you know, just so it's not like 50 minutes straight. But I hope you guys have had a wonderful day. Thank everyone for following. Please share this link on your Facebook page, um, on your social media. Share it with friends and family um, just so that we can all grow together, learn about God together. You guys can be empowered and encouraged. And, uh, yeah, so thank you to everyone who follows and listens. So let's jump right into today what we're talking about. So anyone that has followed the podcast pretty regularly or knows me, Uh, knows that I'm very passionate about this subject. And when I say that I'm passionate about this subject, I'm very passionately against it. So uh, one of my favorite um, pastors uh, is John Ramirez. And I love his testimony because John Ramirez was a Satanist. He was a witch. He practiced witchcraft in Santeria for, uh, for years and years and climbed through the ranks. And he was delivered. God delivered him out of that. And now he is like a spy in the camp of the enemy. And he is just helping Christians in spiritual warfare. And it's just awesome. Like just the the insight that he has into the spirit realm and, and things like that. God's just teaching him in a mighty way. And I love stories like that. Those are some of my favorite stories is to hear people delivered out of the occult. And one spirit I just cannot stand, that God can't stand, I can't stand, that is coming after the church today, that is trying to destroy the church from the inside out, is the spirit of witchcraft. Now, a lot of people, when you hear the spirit of witchcraft, you probably immediately think tarot cards, crystals, uh, Wiccan, that, and that's not wrong. That is witchcraft. You're right. Uh, but there's also witchcraft, uh, it says in the Bible, um, it actually says in uh, the book of, let me look and see really quickly. I got it down here. It's... Um, 1 Samuel 15. So whenever Saul was named king, um, you know, God gave him very specific instructions on how to follow him and what to do. And uh, Saul took it upon himself to do things his way. And he rebelled against God. He undermined God's authority. And he, uh, he disobeyed him. And when Samuel found out about it, he told him, he said, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Okay, so a rebellious spirit, somebody who's very rebellious, um, that's God also calls that witchcraft, and witchcraft is is very dangerous. Witchcraft is is basically trying to achieve power and authority outside of God, and uh, and and I'll explain later why that's just not not possible. You know, I mean, it's not. You know, it's 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 kind of a, a futile attempt um, because you're never going to uh, have more power than the Almighty God. He's all powerful, so. But anyway, it's a spirit that uh, that God can't stand, that I can't stand. And um, let me read to you a verse in Revelation because I believe that God gives the church a warning. Uh, because a lot of churches are tolerating witchcraft today. They, they're tolerating a lot of things. There's a spirit of toleration that the world puts out there. And the world says if you don't tolerate things, you are not loving to them, which is not true. Um, let me read Revelation 2. I'm going to start with... Um, Verse 19, so this is a letter to the church of Thyatira, and this is what it says. It says, God is speaking to them and says, I know your works, your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed the first. So here are some positive things that God is talking about this church. This church is not, you know, seemingly a bad church. You know, it says, oh, you know, you have love and faith and service and patient endurance. But verse 20, 
He says, but this, but I have this against you that you tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her. I will throw into great tribulation unless they repent of her works and I will strike her children dead. And all the churches will know that I am he who searches mind and heart and I will give to each of you according to your works. So God is basically holding a church accountable because they tolerated the spirit of witchcraft. Okay, If you don't know some history about Jezebel, you should go back in the Old Testament and read. Uh, read about Jezebel. So uh, Jezebel, and I believe it's in Kings, uh, Jezebel married Ahab. She was a daughter of a king, and um, and Jezebel was a witch. She was a witch. She was evil. She hated God. She hated the prophets of God. She had prophets of God put to death. Um, she there's There are a lot of characteristics of her that we're going to go through and talk about. But she was just an evil, evil woman. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is her death. I love it. Um, I, I, it I just love it when, you know, God just declared, you know, her death. And, and then Jehu wrote in and stood and was the voice of the Lord. And she was cast down. I love it. Um, and, uh, and, and we're going to talk about some characteristics of her. Because some, some people are saying, well, you know what? If, if that's a spirit that's coming after the church today, why isn't it obvious, you know? If Jezebel was so evil, you know, in the Bible, why is it why is it not obvious to the church today? Well, here's here's something I'm going to say, and this is something that I I recommend to everyone. Everyone needs to pray for wisdom and discernment from the Lord every day. Because the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our battle is not against people. Our battle is against the spirit realm. It's against the spirits that operate behind people, that are influenced people, that people have given, given access to. And if you can't recognize that, you're going to just constantly think that you're in the battle with people when really you're in the battle with spirits. You're in the battle. You're in battle with the, the kingdom of darkness. Okay? So pray for wisdom and discernment because if the more discernment God gives you, the more his spirit will open your eyes to see things around you, to see what's behind the surface. Because there's a lot of problems in people's lives and a lot of things that are going on. That surface, it looks like one thing, but underneath it's something completely different. It can be a generational spirit. It can be um, many different things. So pray for that because the more discernment that you have, the more you'll be able to see. Uh, you know, in the spirit realm, be able to see things. Um, so let's go over some characteristics of the Jezebel spirit so that you can recognize this. Um, first off, a lot of reasons why the Jezebel spirit slips past um, people in the church and, and will slip past leadership is Jezebel, uh, the someone, usually the spirit of Jezebel will attach to someone who is good looking. Okay. Um, it, because the spirit of Jezebel is very seductive. It's a very sexual, seductive spirit, okay? So a lot of times it attaches itself to people that are very physically beautiful because it knows that um, if it can't accomplish its agenda, you know, one way, it could use its sexuality. It can use seduction to, to cause people to sin. I mean, in Revelation, it says her she was sexually immoral, you know? Um, and so it's a very sexually seductive sin, uh, and not just uh, in, in body, 
but um, also in success, you know, in, in making a, in a person look like they have everything put together on the outside, but underneath there is a spirit with an alternate agenda that is trying to come after the church. Now, this spirit, a Jezebel spirit, loves to attach to leadership. Okay. A Jezebel spirit seeks authority and seeks power. So it will try to immediately attach itself to people in power, immediately attach itself to the pastor of the church. Um, a person, that's why you always have to be very wary of people that are trying to get attached to the pastor quick. If you notice somebody that's trying to get attached to leadership and the pastor quick, then that's a red flag. Watch out for that. Be very cautious and watch that person and pray about that because um, that's what a Jezebel spirit does because they want to suck the life out of leadership. They want to undermine leadership, which we'll talk about in a, in a second. But first of all, you know, a spirit of Jezebel is very seductive. I have encountered the spirit of Jezebel many times in my life and uh, through different people. And um, almost always it's been through somebody who was very good looking, had had a lots of charm, um, and they use that to their advantage to try to seduce people and, and, and you know, and I, I had to step back and look at their character, look at their fruit, don't look at their outside because, you know, that's, that's just a tool, it's just a weapon, a weapon of the enemy. Now, it doesn't mean that if you meet somebody that's good looking, they have this spirit, it's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that that's, that's, you know, a tool that that spirit will use a lot of times, um. You know, another characteristic of this spirit is, um, you know, like I said, they want to gain power. They want to gain authority very quickly, and they'll do that through all kinds of means. Another way is manipulation. Manipulation is a, is a form of witchcraft. Manipulation is awful. Um, manipulation is basically where you prey on people's weaknesses. You prey on people's emotions to try to turn things in your way. It says, my will be done. It doesn't say... God's will be done. And that's the difference between Satanism and Christianity because one of the one of the statements of Satanism is do as thou wilt. Um, whereas you look at Christ in the garden, Christ says, Father, not my will, but your will be done. So everything that is done in Christianity is for God's will, to for God's purposes, to bring his heaven, uh, to bring he heaven to earth, you know, um, on earth as it is in heaven, to bring, you know, kingdom to earth. And uh, Satan, Satanism, is all about, hey, it's your way. You do it your way. It's very selfish. It's very, um, you know, that that's that's what it is. So um, so a person who has a Jezebel spirit is extremely manipulative. And let me explain this a little bit, okay? One thing that manipulative, that, that people who are manipulative will do is, you know, I, I dated someone one time that was very emotionally manipulative. And they love to get you in a state of confusion. Okay? It says in the Bible that God is not the author of confusion. All right, The enemy loves, wants to get you in a confused state. And one way that the Spirit does that through a person is they will get you on emotional highs and lows. So one minute they are your best friend, they are talking to you, they are loving to you, they are great. The next minute they don't want anything to do with you. And they will be ugly to you and harsh with you and you're like, what is going on? What is wrong? And then they'll turn around the next minute and it'll be completely 180. They love you. They're talking to you again. Hey, girl. Hey, what's up? Hey. And then they'll do it again. Then they'll turn around and then you won't hear anything from them. They won't talk to you. They'll ignore you. They, that, that spirit is trying to get you in a state of emotional exhaustion and emotional confusion. Because when you start to question yourself and how you think, when you start, you know, second guessing yourself and things like that, that's when that spirit loves to swoop in and take control. Okay, so 
a manipulative person. If you see somebody in church that's extremely manipulative, has a manipulative spirit, okay? That's another characteristic of a Jezebel spirit. Remember, a Jezebel spirit is trying to get in, 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 in a place of authority and power as quick as possible, and they're willing to do anything. They'll step on anybody. They'll sleep with anybody. They'll do whatever to get what they want. And so you have to watch out for that, okay? Um, another thing that goes, excuse me, characteristic of this spirit is control, okay? Jezebel spirits are extremely controlling. They don't bend on things, okay? It's their way or the highway. They're extremely controlling. Um, they want, they have to be in control all of the time. And if you don't give them, it's got to be their way. And if you don't give them their way, they're going to pitch a fit. They're going to make your life hell. They're going to do whatever it is, um, you know, to, because they have to be in control. It's a power game to them. You know, if you look in the Bible at Jezebel, um, you know, a spirit of Ahab, there's a spirit of Ahab as well. Ahab is a man who shirks his authority. Um, you know, he, he, uh, you know, he's not a, not a man. He's, he's not the head of the house. He doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't uh, follow God's God's orders or commands. And, and Ahab, he was he was like that. He let Jezebel take the reins, and and Jezebel, um, you know, chafes after foreign gods. She was awful, you know, um, and and she murdered uh, people. You know, not only prophets of Baals, but she murdered um, for a vineyard and things like that. And she's just awful person. But um, Ahab let Jezebel take the reins. Jezebel controlled and ran the ship okay if you know back in genesis god ordered the man to be the head of the family and he's the spiritual authority okay well and the woman is it says that your husband will rule over you as a wife um and that doesn't mean dominate her you know it just means that he is in leadership over her and he's the head of the family well jezebel completely um you know Cast, she castrated, she was surrounded by eunuchs, which is very symbolic, um, because the eunuchs are castrated males. She castrated men around her, spiritually, physically, and she castrated her husband's authority by taking the head and taking the lead, and Ahab let her do it. Ahab was like, yeah, you take the lead, I don't want to do it. Um, and that's out of order. That's wrong. So a spirit of Jezebel is always going to buck authority. They're going to be very controlling. And it doesn't matter what authority it is, they hate authority. And they may do it jokingly at first, but it's it's always going to be there, and it doesn't matter what it is. If they if you tell them to go right, they're going to want to go left. If it, you know, and they will always um, try to undermine authority. They'll try to go around authority. They'll try to sneak around your back. They'll try to go through other people to try to uh, to try to. Um, uh, gain uh, authority over you. They're very, it's a very sneaky, conniving, crafty spirit, you know? And, uh, and so, um, and so this is, that's something that you have to watch out for. You have to watch out for, um, the fact that it's a very, very sneaky, um, controlling spirit that's going to try to, to take authority. I experienced this, you know, um, I've experienced, someone before that had a Jezebel spirit and they did not respect my authority and they did everything they could to go around my back and and uh, and plot against me and I'll tell you you know when you encounter a spirit like that you know you, it, it enrages you you know and you you almost want to tell people and you want to go out and you want to and you want to show people look at this person look at their spirit and I had an intercessor correct me and tell me, Rebecca, that's not the way that you do things because it's a very crafty, sneaky spirit, and it's going to blow up in your face if you try to do that. 
things like that are one in prayer. And so I would go behind closed doors and I would battle in prayer against this spirit and take authority against this spirit because really the spirit of Jezebel operates in a false authority. There is no authority or power outside of the almighty God. There is none. One thing I love about um, the testimonies of people that have been in witchcraft that have been delivered is, you know, they, they would tell you, you, we could not touch children of God. You know, true children of God. Now, people that just played church, we could curse them, cast spells on them all day. But we couldn't touch children of God because their God is more powerful because God, of the, because God, the God, the only God, okay, is all powerful. And there's nothing that gets past him. You know, so Jezebel operates in a false authority by trying to go outside of the order of God and outside of the authority of God. It's really a futile attempt because I mean, there are so many stories like that there was one guy, and I can't remember if this was John Ramirez or not, or if this was a different person. I can't remember. But there was one guy who talked about how he kept, he he conjured up some demons to go torture, um, to go torture, uh, it was like a, a, a pastor or an evangelist that was, that was leading a revival in that town that night. And, um, and all of the demonic spirits came back and said to him, the God they, the God they serve will not allow us to touch them. And then the guy himself went down there to look and he, he did, he did what's called astral projection, which is like a a witchcraft thing. And he saw angels. He saw eight, nine foot beings with swords guarding God's people. I mean, there was another guy, incredible story. And I believe he was, he may have been from Africa, but he was into voodoo and witchcraft. and, And he was actually going in to kill, um, I don't know if it was a missionary or a pastor that was in town and they had a small church where they would have church service and they would sing praises to God and worship. And he went into the church, get this y'all. He went into the church with a knife to kill this pastor. He walked in and he couldn't see anyone, but he could hear them singing all around him. In Psalm 91, it says that he who uh, dwells in the shelter, he who dwells, he who abides in the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, I'm misquoting this. Hold on a second. I got excited for a second. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. There we go. And it talks about that that we have um, under his wings we find refuge. And God literally hid his people from that man physically. He couldn't see him. He's like, I couldn't see him, but I could hear them singing all around me. That's the power of God. And and the thing is, is like the, a witchcraft spirit, a Jezebel spirit in the church is so deceptive. It's not only because it, while it attempts to destroy other people, it also destroys the host, the person that gives access to it. Because this person is sitting here in pride thinking that they are operating in authority and power when it's a false authority. When literally the spirit is destroying them as well. There is no power, you know. There is no power um, greater than the Almighty God. And God calls us to submit to Him. He calls us to submit to our earthly authority. Okay? Unless they ask us to violate the Word of God, then we don't have to submit to them anymore. Um, but, so I'm, I'm telling you, you know, um, it's a futile attempt. It really is. And so I would pray against this spirit and say they are operating in false authority. I would declare that over and over again. Um, if you ever hear John Ramirez pray, man, boy, he goes to town on witchcraft spirits. He's like, I declare fire upon their head in Jesus' name. I declare arrows dipped in the blood of Jesus in the camp of the enemy in Jesus' name. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I prayed. So I went behind closed doors and I warred for that spirit. And, man, I saw God move. Um, excuse me. I saw God work in in 
you know, work there. He, that person, that person that carried that spirit did not even want to be around me. Didn't want to be in the same room. They were agitated around me. It was like, there was literally a, a time where I would be in the room and they would have to be in another room. And every time I'd go in that room, they'd leave because they couldn't be around the, the, the spirit of God, you know? And um, so that spirit, you know, operates in false authority. And, and a lot of times with the Jezebel spirit, that's how you have to do it. You, you war behind closed doors. You can go to your pastor and you can tell them, hey, this is what I see in this person. Um, and, and do that with wisdom because God may say, no, don't go to the pastor. Fight it in prayer behind closed doors. Or God may say, okay, you can go to your pastor. If they don't receive it, then that's when you war behind closed doors. Don't try to go around run a campaign against that person because it will blow up in your face. And then it will make you look like, a troublemaker because again remember if people don't have discernment to see that someone like a Jezebel spirit is going to look very successful appealing and beautiful and 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 will deceive a lot of people so then if you're trying to point this out they're looking at you like that person no not that person that person wouldn't that person's great you know so you have to use wisdom and discernment because and understand that um, while you may see something not everybody else may see that and here's the thing too a lot of times Jezebel spirits will attach to very empathetic people. That's why Jezebel spirits like to go after pastors because pastors are very empathetic and they, 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 they're very loving. They have a heart for their flock. They also, but they also now, but a good shepherd also has a, has a very fierce protective spirit over their flock. And if a, if a pastor senses a spirit like that, buddy, he'll address it in a minute. And that's another thing is you, you know, as leadership in the church, you have to hold those spirits accountable. Do not, if you spot a spirit like that, that's bucking authority, first of all, you better hold that spirit accountable, and you best back your people up. If that spirit's coming against your own people, you best lay it down and be like, we're not tolerating this. So you either submit to God or you get out, because that kind of a spirit is very dangerous to allow in your church to run around. Now, there are, go are there going to be people in the church that have a spirit like that that may go undetected? It's possible. But if you know it, you better address it. You know, and here's the thing in Revelation 2, it says that 12, excuse me, it says that God gave Jezebel a chance to repent. And this is where some people may be like, well, you're not, you're not loving people. You're not this, you're not that. Okay. First of all, God says in the Bible, those that I discipline, I love. God disciplines and holds those accountable that he loves. That's a way that he shows love. So if we allow people to come into the church, if we allow people to come into the church with spirits and, and allow them to operate behind the scenes and with evil spirits, and we know that they have these spirits, and we know that there's a Jezebel spirit there and a, and a, and a witchcraft spirit there, you know? And I'm not just talking about rebellious spirits. I'm talking about actual witches. You know, if we don't hold, if we allow this stuff in and we don't hold it accountable, we don't stop it, you know, that's not showing love. That's hating them because... You know, correction is what, I mean, God says it's, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance, okay? He kindly corrects us, and he kindly says, look, this is not the way. This is not right. You need to repent. You need to come back. And the world says, oh, no, 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 you got to tolerate. It doesn't matter what it is. You've got to tolerate it. And if you don't tolerate it, you don't love it. God says in Revelation 12 that he held that against Thyatira because they tolerated the Jezebel spirit. And because they did not, because she had a chance to repent, she did not repent. But instead, they still allowed her to teach. They still allowed her to do things like that, to lead people into sexual immorality and to sacrifice food to idols. And because they did, and because they did, he 
he put everyone with her, everyone that followed her, everyone that tolerated her was under a curse, not just her, not just that, that spirit. So you have to understand partnering with spirits like that and not holding them accountable is very serious. Okay. So watch out big red flag for, for Jezebel spirits, people that are rebellious against authority. They constantly rebel against every authority in place. If it's in a woman, okay, if it's a Jezebel spirit that's in a female, okay, then she will not, she will buck her boss. In fact, she'll probably have a job where she can be her own boss, so she doesn't have to submit to authority. Um, she will buck her boss. She will buck her husband. She will buck everyone that is ever in any kind of authority around her, and if they don't do what she says, she'll make their life a living hell. And it's, you know, and, and, and she'll go behind backs and she'll go to, she'll go above your head, you know, I mean, and watch out. It's in men too. That spirit can be in a man too. Watch out for people like that. You know, watch out for that spirit. That's a spirit that really needs to be exposed and brought into the light and held accountable, you know, and sometimes that spirit will try to intimidate, get very angry, get very, you know, try to be intimidated to you. But you have to understand God says you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So you don't have anything to fear with a spirit like that. You just have to play. You have to be wise in how you approach things. And you have to really pray and seek God's counsel. And is this one? How do I deal with this? But always pray and take authority and don't attach yourself to them. I, I was criticized because I, I wouldn't you know, become best friends with certain people growing up or in my life, or why won't you be friends with them, or why won't you this, or why won't you that? Because I know that you become who your friends are, and I'm going to be very careful who I attach myself to. I don't have to attach myself with someone and be intimate with them. Um, you know, I don't have to do that with everybody around me. Jesus didn't do that with everybody around me. Jesus chose 12, okay? 12 went to a higher level, not everybody. And so, I'm like that. There, you know, I can be nice to people and wave at people at church and be like, "Hey, I hope you guys are doing well." But that don't mean that we have to go out to dinner and that we have to spend a lot of time together. I only, you know, I only spend time with people that I, um, who who I believe have the fruits of the spirit and whose spirit challenges me to be better and who um, who are spiritually aware. They're discerning. They're I, I'm careful about who I just who I surround my, myself with. You know. So be on guard about that in, in church, you know. But when it comes to a, a Jezebel spirit, you know, again, look for look for characteristics of someone that's they're controlling, manipulative. They buck authority. Um, they're they're very. Um, they try to use sexual allure, um, you know, or they they may look very put together on the outside. But pay attention. The Bible says, and this is key. The Bible says, you will know a tree by its fruit. An apple tree will not produce pears. A pear tree will not produce watermelons. Okay, um, yeah, I get, I get that watermelons don't grow on the tree. I get that, but, <laughs> but, um, but you know what I mean. And and it says a good tree doesn't produce bad fruit. So no matter how somebody looks on the outside, pay attention to their character. Okay, if somebody is very put together on the outside, but they're cruel, they're manipulative, they're controlling. Big flag to look at. You know. You will know somebody by their character and, and, and who they are, how they treat you, who they are. Um, and so this spirit, this uh, spirit of Jezebel, it's one that, that is being tolerated in churches today and lots of churches. And it's and God is going to bring judgment on churches if we don't stop allowing this spirit to run it. And here's the thing, you know, uh, you know, some people, I mean, it's, well, 
it's just dangerous. I'm just going to say that. It's just dangerous. Do we have authority over it? Yes. But this is my thing. You know, some people are like, well, why do we have to worry about it? Why do we even have to be concerned about it if we're God's children and we have authority over it? Because we're going to go back to what what God told Cain. Back in Genesis, when Cain got frustrated because his, his sacrifice was not accepted, he disobeyed God. He didn't follow God's instruction. And because of that, God said, Cain, Sin is at your door. In other words, Cain, sin wants to come in, but you have to master it and rule over it. Don't let it in, okay? The enemy cannot force his way into our lives, but we can open the door and give it access. I talked about that in gateways and doorways, okay? So, you know, it's one thing you just, well, you've just got to be careful about what you open the door to, all right? Don't test God. Don't put God to a test by saying, oh, well, it's okay, I'm going to let all these spirits in our church and roam around our church unaccountable because it's okay, I'm covered by the blood, you know, absolutely not, you know, you have a responsibility to guard your door, you have a responsibility to guard your doorways, and you have a responsibility to guard, to guard yourself, you know, if you're in a position of leadership, you have a responsibility to protect and guard those people, you know, God has put you in that place to do that. And so you've got to be very careful because you're going to be accountable to what you knowingly open the door to, okay? What you knowingly let in, you're going to be held accountable for that. And all of us as leaders have to understand that, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a boss, whether you are um, a, a father who's the head of the home, you know, whether you're a woman, you know, that, that, that that's leading, you know, whether you're a woman pastor or whether you are a woman, um, you know, whether you're a single mom, you know, whatever it is, even if it's with your friends, you have to be careful what you let in and what you, because you're going to be accountable for that if you knowingly allow something in. That is not of God, and it brings destruction to people, you know. Um, I mean, it, it says that, you know, in, in Revelation 12. It says, you know, you knew it was there. You tolerated it, you know. You tolerated that spirit in the house, and you didn't inject it. And because you didn't, God's going to bring you down for it. So this is a, but this is a spirit, you know. And, and I, I heard Bishop Tony say this last Sunday. I got to hear him at the living room church. I heard him say that, you know, the fastest growing uh, false religion today is witchcraft because people are curious about the spirit realm. And I think the church has done a terrible job because the church is not teaching about the spirit realm. The church is not teaching about God. They're not teaching about the spirit realm. They're not teaching. A lot of churches today teach a message that's, that's, um, that's watered down or it's not true, you know, um, when and it leaves people with questions wondering and so they go to things outside of God instead of going to God and going to the source and the church has to be the source um, that's in God's word and, and that knows um, and that teaches these things that teaches about the spiritual war that we're in that teaches about the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness and that teaches about the authority that you have that in, that in Christ you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood that we wrestle against spirits you know I mean, some people don't even believe that spirits exist. They think that, that, that spirits are these little, you know, white people that walk through walls. And, you know, I mean, they don't, they don't teach. They think it's a joke. But that's the responsibility of the church today. That's the responsibility of God's teachers and leaders is we've got to tell them the truth. You know, we can't worry about the opinions of others. Jesus had haters. He had people that wanted to crucify him. But that's because he spoke the truth. He didn't water it down. He didn't, he didn't hide it. He spoke the truth. 
And you know, and that's that's part of the cost. That's part of the cost of of, of preaching the truth of God is you're going to have haters, okay? But you're not here for your own agenda and for your own popularity and for your own success. But you're here for the success of God, for his kingdom, for his purposes, for his will. And when you sell out to God and you're sold out to him, that's it, man. That's where it's at. And I think that the church has just done a terrible job and, and people are just, they, they look to other things, you know. They don't see the power of God in churches today because, um, you know, a lot of churches, not all of them, but a lot of churches have fallen away. You know, a lot of churches have become these churches of toleration where, oh, we tolerate sin. Sin can roam all in our church and we don't care. That's not who God is. I hate to tell you, God is a holy God and a holy God, holy God does not tolerate sin. It's a, God is a merciful God that, that, um, that is kind enough that gives people chances to repent of sin, but he doesn't tolerate sin. That's not what he, that's not who he is. He leads them to repentance, and if they don't repent, well, then they're punished. Then, then they're, you know. So, um, but anyway, so be on your guard. You know, um, the spirit of witchcraft is very, very, it's it's the one spirit. You know, that's the one thing that God told me. That's the one spirit that's coming after the church today. Um, and I read a book by John Ramirez, and that's exactly what he said, too. He's like, that's the one spirit that's coming after, and it's coming inside the church. It's not coming outside of the church. It's people that are getting inside the church, and they're bringing the churches down from the inside out because the churches are not recognizing these spirits. They're not holding these spirits accountable. They're not taking a stand and saying, we're not going to stand for this in the house of God. And you either repent and turn to the Lord or you get out because we don't want that here because we're not going to tolerate rebellion in our house. You know, I mean, that's... That's it. Um, and so, um, yeah, I wanted to, I, it's something I'm really passionate about, as you can tell. And um, and I want you guys to be aware of witchcraft is not a joke. It's not something you play with. That's not something you entertain in any level. And this can be a whole nother podcast, but, you know, I hate to tell all you guys that are Harry Potter fans and they, oh, it's just a fairy tale. It's just a joke. No, it's not. You're being deceived. Witchcraft is a very deceptive spirit. Satan's very deceptive. He masquerades as an angel of light. There is no such thing as good witchcraft. There is no such thing as good magic. There is no such thing in the Wizard of Oz as good witches and bad witches. There's witches, and witches are evil, and witchcraft is evil. And we got to start calling it for what it is. Okay? It's not of God. All right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it the way God sees it. God says don't suffer a witch to live in the Old Testament. That's how serious that is to him. Okay? So... We need to open our eyes, okay? Pray for wisdom and discernment. Pray for this. And if you see things like that in your church, if you see things that are being allowed in your church, um, you know, if that's something you're experiencing, whether you, you see a Jezebel spirit in someone or something, seek God, pray, pray against that spirit, seek God's counsel on what you need to do. And if God says go before leadership, go before leadership. If leadership rejects it and rejects, rejects that, um, then seek God's counsel about what you do next. Um, because if, 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 you know, if leadership is rejecting that and rejecting the knowledge of that, then that's something you're really going to have to consider and pray about, um, you know, pray for your leader, pray that God opens their eyes, you know, pray, um, and pray against that spirit behind closed doors. Remember, don't go around trying to run your mouth about it. That's not, that's just going to make things worse. You go behind closed doors and you pray. And if leadership is repeatedly aware of it and repeatedly denies it, then you may need to look at, uh, looking at a different place. Um, because remember, you know, God will judge churches that tolerate that spirit, that let that spirit run around, that let that spirit play. God will judge churches that do that. So, 
Alright guys, um, <laughs> I fit it in 35 minutes today. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and uh, I hope you guys um, are just blessed. Let me pray over you guys. I also want to pray over leaders and churches and I want to pray against this spirit before we leave. Um, and then we'll let you go. Lord, I thank you so much, God, for your um, for your omniscience, God. I thank you that you are all-knowing, that you are all-present, that you are God. There is no higher power than you. There will never, ever be a higher power than you. And anyone trying to seek power outside of you and outside of your authority, it is a futile attempt and it is false authority. And God, I declare every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of witchcraft be brought low and cast down in Jesus' name. I declare fire upon their heads in Jesus' name um, that the spirit of witchcraft it is, it is deaf and dumb, mute and blind in the camp of the enemy and I um it was the blood of Jesus that defeated death hell and the grave on the cross and I declare the blood of Jesus um would curse these spirits God I pray that that um that you would cover your people in the blood of Jesus. Give us wisdom and discernment, God, to see these spirits. Lord, I pray if we encounter people that are that have these spirits, or we encounter this spirit through people in the church, Lord, I pray, God, that we would understand several things. First of all, that the spirit and the person are separate, and the flesh and blood is not what we're wrestling with. So may we pray for repentance for the person. May we understand that God desires all men to come to know him, but may we attack that spirit with a veracity in prayer, a veracity of authority, and a veracity that says, that it is not allowed and it is false and it is cast down in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, Father God, that um, every church that 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 um, that is struggling with this, God, I pray right now over every pastor that has um, a pastor or leader in a church that um, that this is this is a being allowed to run around. God, convict them. God, I pray that you would just overwhelm their heart with conviction and the fear of the Lord to understand how serious it is. Give them the wisdom and knowledge and, and, and people around them to support them so that they can address it, so that they can take a stand for holiness, Lord. Um, I just declare that churches would be cleansed. God, I declare, I declare cleansing over churches. I declare cleansing God over church bodies, over churches that um, evil spirits, God would be would be cast out and moved out. That every unrepentant uh, person that carries an evil spirit, God would be moved out. Father, that there would be a cleansing God of the church um, as a whole, God, in just in, in all over the world. Lord, I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for your glory and your mercy. And Lord, I pray for every person, God, right now that has um, that is that is given access to a spirit of witchcraft. God, just like you saved John Ramirez and, have, and is using him for a powerful, powerful tool for your kingdom, just like you did um, with Saul. You know, you even gave him a new name. Um, you gave him the name of Paul in the New Testament. Lord, I just pray that that would happen all over the world, that you would see the, that people that had been in the life of witchcraft, that you would they would encounter your power, and that they would encounter that it is that you are the name above all names, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, that there is no power higher than you, that they would surrender and submit to the Almighty God and understand that what they're serving is a lie. They're serving a lie that is destroying their lives and destroying their purpose and their hope. Lord, we love you, and uh, I just I give you honor and give you glory for your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, guys, have a great day. I'll see you later with another podcast.